When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome back to Eco Chic. My name is Laura Diaz. It is so fabulous to have you here today. I used to be very strict on my holiday timelines. Like you cannot start prepping for Christmas. The Christmas tree does not go up until after Thanksgiving. But it feels like this year things are starting so, so early. I've already seen so many gift guides online. Pre-Halloween, I was already seeing so much Christmas prep. And honestly, I don't hate it. I am ready to get into the holiday spirit. It's been a rough year. It feels like it is time to just get jolly, if you know what I mean. I just feel like it's time to get cozy, to really lean into these feel-good moments and really extend this period of time as long as I can, like this festive time of year. And I feel like another benefit of it is this ability to plan ahead for the sake of sustainability. Conscious consumption is not always top of mind around the holiday season, and I understand that there's a lot of stresses put on us as consumers. There's the stress of expectations, of wanting your loved ones to feel like they were really taken care of and considered in your gift giving. There are different social stresses this time of year. Maybe you're going to some holiday parties. Maybe you are showing up with gifts for people that you wouldn't normally think to give or things that you don't really know that well, like you're gifting to your neighbors or a host of something. And there's also this very immense stress of time around the holiday season. It feels like no matter how much you try to plan ahead, there is always a time crunch. I wanna talk a little bit today about some frameworks we can use to help us in keeping conscious consumption top of mind or part of our lifestyles around this time of year. And I also want to talk about conscious gifting. If you're gifting, if you're thinking about sustainability in your own lifestyle, it is awesome to be able to incorporate those values into the gifts that you're giving to the people you love. And also, I want to quickly plug here, I am so excited to be opening up a voicemail box. The voicemail will be linked down below. And right now, I am inviting you to leave a voicemail with some of your sustainability tips around the holidays. Maybe this episode will give you a little prompt thinking of things that you have already started to incorporate in your traditions or in your lifestyle around the holiday season. Maybe your family likes to gift handmade gifts or secondhand gifts. Maybe your friend group does something sustainable around the holiday seasons locally. I feel like there's so many ways to incorporate sustainability in non-traditional ways. And I'm excited about the voicemail opportunity for you to call in to an episode on holiday traditions and holiday sustainability because the holidays are such a personal time of year. Like every person thinks about them differently. Every family has their own traditions. Every friend group falls into their own rhythm around this time of year. So to hear about sustainability firsthand from such a personal, again, experience at a personal time of year is going to be really special. So again, I will have the voicemail linked down below. It will be open for two weeks after this episode. And I am so excited to listen back to them and put them together in a bigger episode, really discussing our collective experiences and our collective tips around sustainability, conscious consumption in the holiday season. 
Now onto frameworks. When you're thinking about the folks that you are gifting something to, you really want to think about those individual people and what their values are. Of course, you're thinking about the hobbies. What is this person like? But more broadly, thinking about the person that they want to be. That sounds kind of aspirational, but let me give you an example. So I wouldn't give a vegan friend a leather good. Maybe it's a type of item I think she would really enjoy, or maybe there's a design I think she would really like. But if I'm truly considering my friend's values, then I would probably opt for some cruelty-free material for that gift. Extending this a little bit broader, a framework that I really enjoyed hearing about, learning about last year on social media was mothers gifting to their children or families gifting amongst themselves situations where you're getting a person more than one thing. The guidance on gift giving is giving something you want, something you need, something you wear, and something you read. What I like about these four categories is that it kind of caps you out at some point. Like you don't need to be buying multiple clothing items for someone because you've already fulfilled that category. And it also prompts you to think about your consumption a little bit more critically. If I'm only getting four things for this person, how am I going to make sure that those are four things that are really valuable or really thoughtful for them? I feel like this is especially helpful if you're someone who's really susceptible to sales. Like if you are someone who will easily be swayed to purchase something just because it's on sale, you are someone who will fall into the trap of overconsumption or overgifting during the holidays when you don't necessarily need to. And I always say, just because you're buying something on sale, if you weren't gonna buy it in the first place, you're not saving money. But the other benefit of kind of filling out a list like this of the four things you're hoping to get for someone is that it gives you an end goal. It lets you say, okay, I am done with my holiday shopping for this person, or I am done with my holiday shopping for the year. And similar to what I mentioned about the stresses of time at the top of the episode, I feel like even if you start early, you're susceptible to that time crunch because everything around us in the consumer economy is still promoting that holiday gifting. There are still more sales to be had. There's still a new item that you haven't checked out yet. And so realizing that you've already hit your goal allows you to kind of stop. I think this could also be accomplished if you're someone who works well with budgets, only allowing yourself X amount of dollars to spend on a certain person or on a certain gift, and that way you don't feel pressured to continue consuming after you've hit that mark. Even if you've gotten a great deal, you don't necessarily need to keep buying because you have that end goal in mind, being able to say, okay, I am done with my consumption in this situation. Now let's talk about gift giving. I love giving gifts. I am someone who really enjoys thinking about a person and thinking really thoughtfully about the things that I want to give them that year. My sister is an incredible gift giver. She is so, so good at coming up with really thoughtful gifts. And over the years, I've become like internally competitive. I'm like, okay, how can I become more thoughtful, more conscious in my gift giving? And I feel like that sense of being a good gift giver or a thoughtful gift giver falls really well in hand with being a sustainable gift giver, giving more conscious gifts. Like again, we're not just buying anything because it's on sale or because it's being marketed towards us, but we're really thinking deeply about the thing that we're giving and making sure that it's impactful to the recipient. Now, when it comes to sustainability, I think there are two avenues we can go down. 
when we talk about giving sustainable gifts, I feel like very often we immediately think of experience-based gifts. And I love an experience-based gift. We'll talk about that in a minute. But sometimes you do want to give a thing. Sometimes you do want something physical or substantial to give someone. So we'll also talk about conscious. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Gifts in that sense. On experience-based gifts, I think what's so nice about an experience-based gift, it's not just that you're not giving someone stuff. It's not just the waste aspect of the gift, but it's that you're giving someone the opportunity to make a memory, either on their own or with you. So that experience-based gift inherently becomes a more long-term or sustained or impactful gift because it's something that they're remembering. It's something that they're coming back to over time. Something I always, always, always recommend as an experience-based gift is a cooking class. My sister, Emily, actually gave me a knife skills class last year for Christmas, and it was one of the best gifts I've ever received in my life. If you're in the Denver area, I took a class at the Cook Street Culinary School. But if you are in an area that has a mall, like a Sur La Table, they have cooking classes in the back. Sometimes I think even Williams-Sonoma does cooking classes. You can get creative with what's available in your local area. I feel like a cooking class would be awesome for someone who's kind of in their like glow up era. They're bettering themselves. They're improving their lifestyles. They're wanting to learn a new skill such as cooking. I also feel like this is a great gift for a couple or maybe your in-laws. And this is a date night essentially for them. Gifting someone a cooking class does take a little bit of planning because spots are typically quite limited. Again, you're limited to the space available in the kitchen. So sometimes there's only like 10 or 12 spots in a cooking class. Sometimes there's also cool themes that you can tailor to the person or the pair of people that you're gifting this to. So like maybe there's an Italian night. Like I mentioned, I took a knife skills class that I thought was a really great experience. And if you do have to reserve a class for this gift that's like four months out, let's say, and you want to gift it with something, you can print out the reservation and maybe gift it with like a nice cheese board board or something like that. Some sort of like cooking material that they can enjoy in the meantime. But remember, you don't have to go overboard because the gift here is the class. So you're just kind of giving a thoughtful knickknack supplement material to this cool reservation. Also, maybe the person isn't interested in cooking. So you can think about gifting a sewing class, a knitting experience. Think about classes that may be available in your area, something that maybe they haven't tried, but you think they'd be really into. This can definitely be versatile depending on the person and depending on what's available in your area. I think tickets are a really great experience-based gift as well. I feel like there's never been a time where concert tickets have been like more expensive or harder to get your hands on, but I think tickets in general are a really great way to think about making a memory with someone. So maybe there's a performing arts center in your area where you could get someone tickets to a play or a ballet, or maybe there's some local theater troupe coming through that they would be really excited about. Maybe there's a Broadway play coming to town. I feel like this is a really awesome gift that you can tailor to the person, the personality, what their interests are, depending on, again, what that performing arts center near you has available. And then there's also the opportunity, perhaps there's a local sports team in your area that the person you're looking to gift to hasn't seen before or doesn't typically attend. I feel like this would be such a fun gift for a kid or young person in your life, someone who hasn't gone to a lot of games, but someone who just enjoy the experience of 
being at a baseball park or a hockey game or whatever it is. I feel like we don't think about experience-based gifts very often for young people, and I think sports is a really awesome way to do that. If you have gifted or received an experience-based gift that you really enjoyed or you totally recommend, that's the kind of stuff I want to hear in the voicemails. Please, again, the voicemail link is down below. I am so interested in giving more experiences, and I want to hear what works for you or what your ideas are. Shifting focus a little bit to physical gifts, I think that consciousness sustainability really comes in not only perhaps shopping secondhand or shopping locally, shopping from unexpected sources, but really being thoughtful in the gift that you are giving. How does this item resonate with the person that you're giving it to? On the theme of sports that we just wrapped, I want to talk a little bit about vintage sports memorabilia. This could be clothing, this could be physical items, and I think this, again, can be very tailored to the person. I think vintage sports memorabilia is a great solution for the dad, the brother, the boyfriend in your life. I'm seeing all these jokes on social media around gift guides, like what should I gift my dad who doesn't golf or like my uncle who doesn't drink whiskey? Because it feels like these male-focused gift guides are always just a little too like stereotypically masculine, like whiskey cubes, leather goods, stuff like that. So if there is someone in your life that would also really enjoy sports memorabilia, I think going vintage is so thoughtful and really something that they would deeply appreciate. So perhaps there is someone in your life who is a really big fan of their home team that went to the World Series 20 years ago. You could think about maybe finding a t-shirt or a sweatshirt commemorating that experience, but you could also maybe find a copy of a local newspaper. You could find this like on eBay or sometimes Mercari locally, a local newspaper announcement of that event. Maybe they had a favorite player growing up who was on the cover of a magazine. All of these things that you could find secondhand, they're thoughtful items, they're not things that are a dime a dozen. You kind of have to plan ahead because you have to be able to look for them, but you could also gift them in a frame if you want to find the frame secondhand. If you want to get them nicely or professionally matted, you could do that as well. I bought myself a Daytona 500 jacket a few years ago, and it's one of my favorite items that I've ever bought secondhand. It's a really, really cool jacket from a race in 2004. I don't have any like personal connection to race cars or Daytona or anything like that, but it's a really cool piece of clothing that has a story behind it. And it's something that I wouldn't have normally thought of if I hadn't gone down this rabbit hole of like sports memorabilia jackets in general. I think sports memorabilia can also be extended to someone in your life who has a connection to a college or university that has a strong sports team. So I'll use the example of the University of North Carolina where I went. I would have loved to receive vintage UNC merch when I was in college. I mean, I would love to receive vintage UNC merch now. And when someone is prideful about their school, it doesn't really matter what sport it is. They just want to advertise the school. They just want to wear the school on their t-shirts, on their sweaters, on whatever it is. The last kind of person that I would suggest a vintage sports memorabilia type gift is maybe someone who's moved to a new city. Maybe they're not committed to any sports team yet. Maybe they're not someone who's very passionate about their hometown sports team, but they want to advertise their new city in some way. A cool piece of clothing or a cool piece of art for their home, advertising their new city or acknowledging this new sports team could also be a really cool idea for them. Next category of sustainable, conscious, thoughtful gifts that I want to recommend for the right person, and I think I've talked about this before, is plants. I think that plants are kind of an underrated gift. I don't think it's something that we very often think to gift someone. And if you are giving it to a plant lover, to a gardener, to whoever it may be, if that's something that they would really appreciate, it's a really thoughtful gift because it's something that they're going to tend to and have for a long time and have a lot of pride in. 
For example, a couple of years ago, my sister and I gifted our mom for Mother's Day a hibiscus tree. I think we had it delivered from a local nursery, and it's something that she always likes, and she's so proud to tell people that we got it for a Mother's Day because it's something in her garden that she can be proud of and has watched grow over time. Or maybe if you are at a specialty plant shop, getting someone a specialty plant, like something that they wouldn't normally buy just at a hardware store or a garden center, something that like maybe changes colors or blooms in different ways or is from a location that they wouldn't normally be sourcing plants from, something that they can get excited learning about is also so fun for the plant lover. If someone's a plant lover in a small space, I could recommend perhaps like some sort of hanging art or some cool way to display their plants. So for example, I'm thinking of air plants that are sometimes displayed in like little glass bulbs or in Florida, I've seen them at specialty plant shops like air plants inside of shells to make them look like jellyfish. There are cool ways to get creative in the way that you display plants in a small space. And I feel like for the right person, that's also a very impactful, thoughtful gift. And the third category of sustainable conscious gifts that I'm recommending is around reusable versions of something that person already has disposables of. Now, let me explain myself a little bit further. A very common recommendation that I'm seeing on gift guides this year is upgrading someone, upgrading the version of something that they already use. Maybe again, we'll use the example of like your dad already has a travel case that he really loves, but it's kind of beat up getting him a nicer travel case that he would want to use over and over again, or just upgrading the travel case that he currently has. Taking that same approach of upgrading someone's existing habits, I think automatically feels a little bit luxe. And it's very easy to do that through the lens of a reusable item. I think this is especially good for stocking stuffer gifts. So for example, a lot of us use plastic Ziploc baggies in our daily life. Replacing that or gifting someone the silicone reusable baggies is a really fun way for them to use that reusable item over and over again and just incorporate sustainability into their routine without necessarily making a really significant change. If there is a wellness skincare girly in your life, I have these reusable eye masks from the brand Dew, D-I-E-U-X, that are really cool. You can use your own serums and then you just wash them off and reuse them over and over again. And I really, really like them as an alternative to disposable eye masks. So I think you can take that same approach in a lot of different categories. If there's something that someone in your life already uses as part of their daily routine or weekly routine or whatever it may be, and it's a disposable item, I think that's the perfect way to introduce sustainability in a way that feels like, again, upgrading their routine. And especially for stocking stuffers, this can be really simple. So maybe it's glass straws for someone who is really into their home coffee routine. It's thoughtful, it's acknowledging that you know the person, you know their habits and what they're into, and then you're also gifting them something that allows them to incorporate sustainability day to day. I think that's where I'm going to close this off today. I would, again, really love to hear your take on these items. If you have gifted a really cool, conscious, sustainable gift in the past, or if you've received something in the past that you're really proud of, I want to hear about it. If your family has traditions around sustainability, around conscious gifting, around really consciously spending time together around the holidays, I want to hear all about that as well. Again, the voicemail link is in the show notes. I cannot, cannot wait to hear what your thoughts are and what your suggestions are for this time of year. I'll also have in the show notes all of my social links. I'm making videos to go along with the gift guide conversation, so you can find those on my social medias down below. 
And you can always find our newsletter link down below. The newsletter comes out every other Tuesday, and it's a really fun way to catch up with the show and then also just catch up on sustainability news, catch up on things that I'm recommending, things I'm enjoying lately. Again, that'll be in the show notes. So with that, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a really fabulous rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.